Good day, good day, good evening to you all. My name is Julian. My name is Dustin. And this is the ST show where we talk about the wellness side of fitness. And today's topic is on mental fitness the mental muscle, the mental muscle that we fine tune, refine, bulk up, lean, work to improve our function and how it. Interconnects with our physicality. Let's get the show started, but first, a word from our sponsors. we're back welcome all right season three episode four trying to get in these podcast recordings before i take off to sunny costa rica technically we we might only be able to get one in next week because that week after i might be uh away but it's okay we can uh squeeze in maybe a double double i need my uh I need my brain to have a break. Mm. My body needs a break. Your brain. We talk about brain. Your brain and body. What's going on? How's your body feeling and how's your brain feeling and how are they feeling together? Whoa. Well, I mean, nice segue to get get where we're going here today. But uh, the brain is feeling like it's been challenged. You know, there's been a lot. I haven't had a break since August. Mm -hmm. uh, Like at all. Since we've opened gyms and started to receive what is it now 100 percent we're them? almost full capacity almost full capacity yeah, yeah. so ontario has let uh indoor uh fitness facilities gathering spaces to be i guess like 80 90 percent open mm-hmm. and that started when um july august no 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 that was later like september right yeah in september things opened up uh like 35 per, or 30 uh 70 percent mm-hmm. and then uh recently like in the last couple of weeks they said we could go to full capacity but yeah with the vaccination yes pass yes of course and proof so that in essence to give everyone context has created this massive rush of okay let's get back to indoor um, gatherings and experiences and for us here at SNT, it's brought us back to a place that we haven't really known for two and a half years since opening year, which was what November twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and then into twenty twenty one. March is when COVID hit, yeah, and we were shut down for the last year and a half, yeah. And it's also like the end of the year, so there's all of this. Let's recap the year mm-hmm. and let's strategically plan the next year. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of like, you know, looking ahead. And that I find is very fatiguing work because it's not present work. Mm. It is like this forecasting. Yeah. And like I'm outside of myself thinking about the future, which is a strange place for me. I'm mm. a very, I like these moments. Yeah. Present. Right. So that's always weird. It feels like it takes more out of me. Also, there's like the, the other side of it too, which is, you know, we had the rooftop on the inside and that closed and that was sad and that was like an emotional thing mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just it's always you know we're coming in uh like the christmas holiday season it's like yeah, it's a rush it's time. always just like oh i just want to take like a week 
Plus, it's cold here in Canada oh, and Ontario, and so nobody wants to go outside. And I got to do a two-week quarantine with my kids if I go anywhere. So I'm just right. like, man. But but back to you know, the idea of just like the Men- brain mental is busy. and my body. Like my body would love to take like a couple days and do nothing. Or let me rephrase, do only what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right right now in a, in a class environment when I'm teaching a fitness class, like I'm going to demo all these things. And yeah, there's stuff that are good for people. But maybe they're not great for me mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. You teach triple sweat. Yep. I teach triple sweat. For those who don't know what Sweat and Tonic has, it's a class where you get an opportunity to do all three of the studios at the at the club here. So you start 30 minutes on a spin bike or stationary bike. Then you move to 30 minutes in the hit studio and 30 minutes in the yoga studio. It's a beautiful experience. It really, as an instructor, it's a, it's a cool thing mm-hmm. to be able to run that. Yeah, to flex all your... All yeah. your disciplines, yeah, your expertise and tools. And, and it's your show. Yes. Like you're really, it's really awesome. But sometimes you just, maybe you just don't want to get on the bike that day. Mm-hmm. Or you just don't want to lift another weight that day. What yeah. you really want to do is just do some, whatever, right? And we don't get that luxury always in this industry. Right. So I'd love to just get like five days and just be like, whatever movement I do is exactly what I want to do. Right. Right. It's not for you and not for them. It's Dustin. Because mm-hmm. for me, that is hyper recharging because for me movement is a part of my identity yes movement is a part of my character movement is integrated into my value system and uh it has a massive mental impact for me i mean you must be the same Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely feel because i've pushed the amount of class my class load is pretty heavy right now teaching off the charts plus your own your own stuff crazy yeah so physically, I feel okay, but yeah, you're right. Like I do want to just sometimes slow things down and maybe attend someone's classes or yeah. do my own lifts or create like I usually do um, when I have that extra overflow energy. But right now, it's all about it's game time. It's in season. Um, no time to dilly dabble around energy. I've got to really tighten up my energy in regards to nutrition my performance mindset and of course game time in class execution and queuing but that's something that helps me realize my priorities and it reaffirms what my future would be Um, as you are right now future-minded that's what's taking up a lot of your time in your head and that is taking away from your physical Mm -hmm. And I had asked, like, how's your body feeling? How's your mind feeling? And how are they feeling together? I think that together thing is really, really important is we talk a little bit more about mental fitness. Um, Right now, as I said, with priorities, because I have my priorities really clear, my mind and body know the task right and they're there as teammates to be like let's do this we got this this." this thing we're preparing for this is this thing that we're getting ready to do exactly so we are aligned Mm -hmm. there's direction yes there's that trifecta Mm -hmm. of synergy and hey if i'm running if i need to push mileage and do something else i'll set a time specifically for that but i know that it comes secondary to my main job and my main priority, Mm -hmm. which is work, Mm -hmm. which is to put my body and mind together to deliver the best experience. So I feel great in that sense. I feel very aligned. And you? It's funny. When I'm teaching, I feel fine. But it's just, you know, I I guess my movement practice has changed so much over the years. And I used to love to train for something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like 
you know, you'd be like, just like a holiday. Yes. Oh, yo, getting ready for a holiday. Gotta like lean up. Yeah. You know, gonna go see some friends that I haven't seen in a while. Gotta lean up. You know, uh, hey, you know, like there's this thing that I'm trying to get, this skill I'm trying to get better at. And, and I just feel like maybe because I don't have like this really specific goal right now. Yeah. Because I'm constantly thinking about like just the work side of it or, oh man, it's a bummer. I can't travel because of my kids. I'm just like, I'm kind of in this weird limbo spot, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been considering like buying some equipment for the house mm-hmm. so that I could like maybe get more experimental and like hit the lab a little bit more. Mm-hmm, when yeah. I, most of our listeners know I teach kinesiology at U of T and uh, one of my favorite things was like, I'd go to the athletic center at U of T and I would just, what I feel like playing with today. And maybe I'd grab a couple kettlebells and just hide in a corner. Other days, maybe it's, I grab a barbell and go over here. And other days I'd go up to the track and sprint mm-hmm. and it's a little harder to do that now, right? There's less, um, what's the word I want to use, but like availability. Yeah. Availability and just like opportunities. Yes. And, and I guess pick up and go. Yeah. You can't. And I guess that probably ties into my, my mental side as well, where it's like, I got home, I got work. You know what I mean? Like, what's the other thing? You know, Mm -hmm. what's the other thing? You know, we bought the house and the house ends up just being a lot more work. Mm. We're not at a point now where we're like super settled in the house where we can kind of expand Mm -hmm. and let that mind be creative and and have accessible ability to other things. Mm -hmm. So I think all of us is feeling like I'm feeling constricted and I need that space to open up my Mm. body, open Mm. up my mind and just let it be free. It brings us to maybe our first big takeaway in regards to how to refine and improve our mental fitness. Um, what I'm hearing is create some space Yeah, to create space with physical fitness is to give you the opportunity to play and to explore and to um, master specific skills, but it's about scheduling that time. Yes. And the same goes in parallel to mental fitness is how do we create space so that we can, achieve those mental goals that we're after just like our physical goals and for you what i'm hearing is having a destination like having a specific goal that's s-m-a-r-t follows that protocol specific measurable attainable realistic time bound sometimes sometimes the r is relevant relevance that's a great one too but having that as a recipe to set up your goals physically and then maybe paralleling that to your mental goals so what kind of goals do you have mentally like what's going on in your head what are you forecasting and featuring right now that's interesting that you say it like that because i actually work the opposite for me I, i'm going to give a quick story to give give yeah. this some context sure i got injured and it was a really silly injury i had tendonitis in my right hand and at the time i was playing basketball four times a day oh, like all the time brutal and uh i got this tendonitis and it was brutal and uh I actually like feel like I got, you know, pretty down because it debilitated my movement. There were things I could do, but at the time I was riding my bike everywhere. At the time I was playing all that ball and I was still like doing some like resistance training at the same time. Mm. But just because of my hand, I couldn't get on my bike. I couldn't even brush my teeth with that hand. Mm. So like I was basically down to like leg movements. But if I, even if I ran hard, I found that it got like really uncomfortable. So about six weeks I was like that. And man, just not being able to move, yes. my whole attitude just went down. That's People right. like, Identity. man, you're cranky. Yeah. I was cranky. Yeah. So what I'm saying for me is like, if I give myself the physical space, that actually ends up being completely uh, like it runs parallel with my mental 
yes. well-being. So because I noticed this was happening, I had started probably last Wednesday. I started going, this is a block of time. This 30 minutes, I'm going to move and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to move not in the ways that create stress. I'm going to move in the ways that my body, maybe it's not like the most rigorous stuff, but it feels good. Yes. And then it was literally like massaging my brain. Great. And like massaging my heart. You know, like I roll around on the floor and massage my hips out just on the floor. It looks ridiculous. Like it, like it, if somebody saw me on the floor doing that, you'd be like, oh, Dustin's lost his mind. He is a dead fish. Or maybe he's a happy dog. But I, that's what I am. I'm so happy when I'm doing it. Yeah. And it massages my, especially my left hip. But like that, when I do that, suddenly it's my brain. It's like, oh, it's almost like massaging part of like my cerebral cortex that right. just opens up this creative window. And mm. then suddenly I came back and I did some amazing writing after that. Okay. And I was like, what? So you're saying that the body first, take care of that, and then that opens up the gateways to creativity, clarity, mentally. And and for me, that's how it works. And to be fair, you've personal trained enough people. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before, but how many per- people do you train? How many people are you giving movement to, guiding through a movement journey? And their emotional journey is comes out on the table mm, right that's must yeah, have happened to you right totally. you're like hey like it's it's our third session together let's get together let's do this you give them something challenging something or maybe something that's opening them up and then suddenly they're just waterworks mm-hmm. does that yeah. happen to you oh yeah yeah we've had to take pauses and mm-hmm. take a moment to breathe and be more than a personal trainer where it becomes more than just the physical yeah which is how this topic came to mind when reading an article by uh, Fit Insider. It's a business newsletter on fitness. And just kind of like trends in in the industry. Trends and reports, more on the business side of fitness. And it's so fascinating to see the trend of mental fitness Mm -hmm. and how the mental health world is using labels or terms from the fitness industry to help or vice versa to help bring it into a mainstream topic now which is what they're touting that it's mental health is mainstream now everyone's talking about it everyone needs it um so going back to being a personal trainer and having to wear multiple hats it can be quite difficult when you go first with the intention of helping someone on the physical side of things the exercise proficiency and programming and then you hit this emotional wall or you trigger something Mm -hmm. mentally that sets someone off or inwards and then you're having to figure out as a human how do you empathize and be compassionate and also hold your composure as a professional but then not breach beyond your scope of practice and that is very murky waters you want to help but you don't know if you are helping in the right way straight up it's a very many balls in the air juggling situation Mm -hmm. when it happens Mm -hmm. like i actually had somebody you know just i was talking to them the other day and we're talking fitness and movement and like there's such this there's that deep emotional connection to the physical and if and your appearance and its functionality and if it's not doing what you want it to do there's usually like a huge mental side of that Mm -hmm. and if you start to even touch on that that could be so triggering mm-hmm. like tears i was like it's okay mm-hmm. we're you're we're building let's go you know 
there's this two by two grid that maybe we can visualize. I don't know if I'm putting it out there exactly. I have to probably look into my notes, but on the left side is illness. On the right side is wellness. Yes. And then up on the top is optimal. And then down below is suboptimal. Okay. So if we're talking about mental fitness, mental well-being, mental health, let's say on the bottom left, you've got illness and suboptimal. Yeah. You are suffering and you have a diagnosed mental illness. Probably. Okay. Or maybe even not diagnosed, but you're just in a dark place. You're in a dark place. Yeah. Above that, you're on the illness side, left side, but you're on the top left and you're optimal. So you are functioning, but you still, but you have a mental illness like depression. Okay. Or, so or you're managing your, right. Your, or perhaps there's some sort of roadblock or something, but you still are diagnosed that. Now let's flip over to the bottom right. So you've got suboptimal, but you're still, you're now on the wellness side of it. So you have feelings of depression. You've got symptoms of anxiety, but you are not clinically diagnosed depressed or anxious. Okay. And then you go up to the top right where you are optimal, um, optimal and wellness. And you're at this green zone of you're managing your mental states. You are fit on the mental fitness label and all things are good. What we often do and what's troubling for us as fitness people is that we aren't able to, first of all, understand and realize where people are in this two by two matrix. We have some people coming to the gym that are diagnosed clinically depressed. Mm -hmm. We don't know that. So that's one yep. tough part for or us. Or manic or right? whatever it is. And something, anything could set them off. Most often, people who are clinically diagnosed with something, I would say are not always recommended to go to a public group, let's say fitness class or exercise session because we are causing stress to our bodies and therefore our minds. And that could trigger um, a release um, or a flare up. So for us as practitioner professionals, I believe we need to be very clear on where our scope of practice is. And we are at the bottom right and the top right. We can work with people on the bottom right mm. and the top right. This doesn't happen very often on the show. Mm -hmm. And I almost would disagree with you. Okay. Like I feel like sure. I feel like usually you and I are quite synchronized. Right. But I I think even your statement there, for me, that makes me uncomfortable even dabbling in that space. Mm. Right. Because, you know, uh, like just even talking about, you know, is it depression? Is it anxiety? Like what is it? You mm -hmm. know, there's so many things that are in there. And I think if somebody wants to come and take a class, well, then they're going to come take a class. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not going to tell you yes or no, because I don't know if it's right. good or bad for you. Right. I can't agree with the statement that, yeah, when you're taking an exercise class, more often than not, you're putting yourself in a stressful environment. Mm -hmm. The purpose of that is that stress, when you recover from that, mm -hmm. the key there being recover, allow yourself that rest time, allow yourself to rebuild. You have reset your stress stress threshold mm -hmm. ideally right mm -hmm. that's the idea of progressive overload and then you can handle 
more stress the next time. Mm -hmm. And I think that idea can probably be paralleled in the mental world, right? If I put myself in a more challenging situation and I come out of it and I reflect on it and I, you know, uh, recover from it, then I could probably reset mm -hmm. or at least recalibrate myself to yes. a higher threshold. Right. I can agree with that. But if somebody's depressed, then should they come? I don't know. I don't know. We're not the gatekeepers, to be clear. We're, I'm not saying that we are telling people, no, don't right. come to right. us okay. because of that. Yeah. I'm just saying to be aware mm -hmm. that there are those four boxes and there is a sliding scale from left illness, diagnosed, yeah, yeah. clinically diagnosed, mm -hmm. to wellness, not diagnosed. Mm -hmm and fine and okay commonly what people do is they say things like i have ocd or i'm depressed yeah but they actually are not clinically that right and this is a mislabeling yes of how they actually feel and because mental health is mainstream now everyone talks about it they're not talking about it and categorizing it in a way that um I say like abides by the terminology that academics, clinics yeah. um, on that level can understand and can right. respect. You know, people abuse those terms yes. and they misuse those terms very often. And I think it's very important for everyone to know that, to yes. understand that. Sure. And that really takes this world of mental film fitness um, to a place where we can speak about it with clarity and without compromising um, our own well-being. Mm -hmm. I, I think what makes it so tricky, and this is obviously what we're talking about, is that like, you know, again, you've got a trainer who's just getting into it to help somebody lose a few pounds or take care of that low back pain or, you know, just better daily functioning. And then when it starts to trickle into this other side, like, is our industry equipped for this? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, is, right. is it generally equipped for this? I think there's certain people that are people that have, you know, a wealth of experience, uh, people that have like tried to become educated. You know, mm -hmm. I, I would say that people like you and I who are pretty well-rounded in this world, you know, probably have the ability to tackle or at least manage some of those situations. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, it's, it's still such a crazy yeah, the, landscape. The lines are blurry. Oh, man. For sure. So I guess takeaway number two in regards to mental fitness, being able to identify feelings and being able to express and communicate them clearly without overstepping um, the boundaries of what is fitness versus health versus wellness. I think it's really important to look inwards and do the education and do the research on what's out there yeah. in order to be able to hold space for anyone because we often want to help anyone and everyone mm -hmm. but most often we don't have the capacity and skill set to do so so it's really important to be able to reach out refer refer uh, recommend and also on the participant side of things to ask for help um, and find your support network um, and have it not just be a one person, um, go-to person. I think it's important to have a broad range of, of supports. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you see the top athletes in the world, 
They're all equipped. teams. They're they have teams behind them, yeah. and they're equipped with a sports psychologist. They're equipped with a therapist. They're equipped with a physical therapist. You know, so on and so forth. They have like a family member close by. Family and there's like a best every, friend, yes. and there's like a yeah. So business manager, right? Yeah. So if we're looking to optimize and get to the highest level of not only physical fitness but mental fitness, maybe what we can do is create this support team around us and have multiple parts of what we need um, supported. Yeah, it's funny when you said that, it made me think of like a like a stick. And at the top of the stick, if there's like a ball, right? Like that's one support for the, or, you know, something something at the top of a stick. But if there's multiple sticks attached to that, I think they're like a, like a tent, mm. right? If there's multiple lines attached to the tent, mm. it's going to be able to withstand mm. the wind, the mm-hmm. rain, the sleet, the hail, mm-hmm. whatever gets thrown at it. Well, if there's only one or two lines on that tent, a little gust of wind and that thing's going to get absolutely yeah. smoked. Yeah. So it's about having the courage to reach out and put those tent lines in, those tent poles in. Sticks in a bundle are unbreakable. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's a Kenyan proverb. Sticks yeah. in a bundle are unbreakable. Yes. As that's, opposed to a single stick on its own. That's going in with Halt and Wabi Sabi <laughs> right there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mental fitness. Um, part of what we do too, in terms of mental fitness is not on the, uh, illness side of things, the left side, we're talking more grit, motivation, achievement, accomplishment, growth, growth at a place of mental wellness from that point. That's where we definitely, um, I guess you can say own. That's where the fitness world really has has risen beyond just the physical coaching. It's how do we motivate people to achieve their next level? Yeah, it's uh, like optimization yes. as opposed to rehabilitation. Exactly. In that regard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of rehabilitation in fitness as well. But um, but yeah, like usually, and I was talking about this with some of my students the other day, like usually the fitness space is full of able-bodied people who are looking to take that next level up. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing I will just say on that idea right now is you don't always have to be leveling up. Mm -hmm. I think it's very okay to come into a workout setting or come into a whatever setting. You're like, this is all I need. This is as much as I've got today. Right. And it doesn't mean I'm going from my whatever to a 10. Yes. Maybe I just hit a seven. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an eight or five. Yeah. But that's okay. Right. Because you got to read that. Because sometimes if you are trying to always push too far, well, then you're going to, your demand is going to saturate your capacity. Right. And then right. you're in trouble. Now you're in a worse place. Now mentally and physically, you're right. Well, sometimes, and I guess this would be my third tip, which is like, sometimes you have to read where you are at yes and go hey this is what i'm capable of this is what i can give today yes i don't always have to be pushing this crazy meter right readiness level yeah like like you know even for myself i wanted to go to bed at 9 30 last night i went to bed at 9 30 but even though i was like yo i got work i gotta do i got stuff i gotta do i gotta like do this thing mm-hmm. no you know what read the situation and read what your body's telling you because mm-hmm. again for me that the brain and the body are the same Mm-hmm. So read together, it, right? yeah. yeah, very interconnected systems. But it's also helpful to compartmentalize, mm-hmm. you know, be able to decipher what my body needs right now as a body and then what my mind needs as a mind mm-hmm. and then start to talk about how they can integrate together. So, so they, Julian, 
maybe a question for you. How do you separate the two? Do you separate the two? Because I, I have a very hard time with that. Yes. Uh, depends on the priority and my capacity, my bandwidth at the time. If I'm feeling like I'm at my wits end and I've got very little wiggle room, I'm going to prioritize and make sure that I split my times accordingly. Right. Because if I integrate too much, it's too many, let's say, like interweavings mm -hmm. and an extra level of connection that I'm not ready for and I'm not able to manage. So I'm very, very clear about my time and scheduling. So time management mm -hmm. is crucial for me to achieve an optimal level of physical fitness and mental fitness and mind-body combo fitness. But do you like block time for like, this is just mental? Mental training and this is just physical training? Yes. Yeah. So yes, time management, scheduling specifically. I'm I live and die on my calendar. I know. And if I don't have something there, then that means it's not gonna be yeah. attended to. Now will there come a time where I don't need to be exactly on my calendar, you know, minute by minute? Yes. But I've booked that in yeah, the future yeah. for example when i go to costa rica i'm not gonna need my phone because yeah. i know that i'm not in high pressure i'm creating space for my mind to breathe my body to breathe my soul to breathe uh -huh. so as an as an athlete we have these periodized approaches in season off season post season um, even in game in game right like this is a moment where i breathe a bit more this is a moment where i'm not breathing at all right and that with business and the mental side of things, people have Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Mm -hmm. They break it up into timelines and specific blocks for the year. That's a really critical way for me to time manage. I really enjoy doing that because, I mean, that's where I can go hard when I'm in season here at Swentonic in Toronto, working my butt off, enjoying it though. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I'm off season and I'm going out to Costa Rica, I'm turning on a different gear. Hmm. And that's what's helped me quite a bit with balancing my mental fitness, physical fitness, and how they both interact. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess for me, because I don't really separate the two, it's like they're both happening at the same time. Because I think for me with the kids and everything, I find that the me time that's for my brain is also that quiet time when I'm that opportunity to train on my own. Hmm. And I find that those things like really just bring me bring me back mm. anyway guys we're gonna have to wrap it up here it's been a pleasure if you want to learn more about our thoughts on mental fitness and physical fitness and how they correlate you know how to contact us check us out on instagram at julianho.ca at dustin pym at s sweat and tonic or even just on my own anyway guys thanks a lot for listening cheers love you bye So we're back, but we realized we missed a couple of key things that we really wanted to chat about. So just Dustin, a couple of, yeah, a couple of real world things here. So number one, application. Yeah, exactly. Julian, what are some of the things that you do for your mental fitness? What it, obviously I do exercise. I have some other things I would like to share, but what do you do for your mental? Like, what do you do to keep that, you know, lean and strong? Education education i always dive into education if i have the opportunity to learn i will learn so that gives me more tools techniques and knowledge understanding to deal with 
the the day-to-day, the uncertainty. That information is, for me, just like in strength or um, running, is mileage. You know, it's the amount of weights, the reps. It's the confidence that I get from being able to accomplish a workout. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I do is on the physical side of things that helps with the mental is what I call adversity training. Mm. So I'm currently taking my brother, my twin brother, on a journey to hit 42.2K, a full marathon, and he's never done that before. And every weekend... you do that in your sleep. (laughs) Not not right now, but but we're building up. And we're running in rain or shine or sleet or whatever conditions. And there's this like, no excuses, we show up, we don't complain, we take it as it is. Even if the conditions aren't ideal, if they're suboptimal, that to me is even better. And, and that's mental toughness. It's mental toughness, it's resilience, But again, it's that carries over to like, you know, when you go in to present that document and it doesn't go the way you planned, you, got you it. still can do it. Transferable skills. Exactly. How about you, man? I actually do something really interesting, and I've, I've called it this for a while, and I'm surprised we've actually never talked about it. I call it joy foraging. Joy foraging. So, like, um, you know, if I was looking for mushrooms because I wanted to whatever make whatever, I would, like, go out looking for the mushrooms. So if I'm looking for joy, what I try to do is I try to go find it. So I'm going to give you a very concrete example of something simple that I did, and I'll give you a more obscure one. So this past weekend on the Saturday, my kids, my wife and I, we had a full day, but we had to do a bunch of running around. Christmas season, we had like stuff that we had to buy for the house. Um, it had snowed that day. Like there was a ton of things going on. So it was chaos. And with the kids, the kids, you know what they hate? They hate running errands. So by the end of the day, I was fried, and I felt like just uh, like I need some joy. I need something that's gonna bring me some joy. That's gonna like reignite the light. So I was like, what can I do? Like I'm in the house. And I'm like, you know what I got? I got this big open basement. He was like, babe. I'm going downstairs to dance. Uh, So I just put on my headphones and I just put on like, I put on a playlist of like, just stuff that I love right now. I literally built like a quick, like eight song playlist and I danced so sweaty. But that's a little different than fitness, right? Right. But like, it was just like, cause joy, dance brings me such joy. So I was like, I'm gonna go find this. Mm. Well, another side of this was Uh, I was feeling a bit stressed. I was like, man, what do I need to do to find some joy? And what I actually did is I was here at work. I just started like going around the space, like engaging in conversation with people. (laughs) But what I was looking for was I was looking for somebody that that was like in a point where they were willing to just like give. Because that's what I wanted. I just wanted to be like, you know, let's let's give each other take. And I found it. And it was beautiful because I was like, I found it in the second person I talked to. But I literally was just looking for a joyful moment because it relit me up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So for, refueled you. Yeah. So for me, it's like those those pieces of joy are like these optimistic nuggets that make me go, oh yeah, I can get through this. Like yes. it's that that sucky part was just a part, but there's always a good thing on the other side of it. Right. Just like in 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 physical fitness we get to a point where we seem like we're always training to accomplish a goal but most often or sorry not often enough do we actually enjoy where we are and we look back at how far we've come 
and you go to a spin class that you've been working at and you've been trying to really master and then you get to a point where you can complete the class full out and feel amazing in it and then also enjoy that's something that we tend to forget when we're on this super fast journey towards yeah. achievement accomplishment mm-hmm. rising to the top of the mountain so i hear what you're saying is you've you've gotten to a level of proficiency in dancing and how you express yourself that you can literally take it as a tool for enjoyment your level of physical fitness and mental fitness in the world of dance has come in the form of expression of joy and totally. finding that joy and and that same idea goes for when i'm doing my physical practice as well i'm like i'm doing this thing because it's going to help my legs feel better or my low back feel better or whatever but then i'll still do something i'm like this is the joy thing mm-hmm. right i'm going to put on the gloves and hit the bag for 10 minutes cuz that brings me joy mm-hmm. and it's really nice so it's like these moments of reward yes mentally it's like okay i just did like a ton of hard work now you know what i'm going to do i'm going to watch a cooking video for 7 minutes mm. and that's like this like little it's almost like a reward yes or treat or balance yeah. whatever it is and that for me is that that mental side as well like allowing myself to indulge if that makes sense in regards to i guess like business terms key performance indicators so if you're on a journey towards achieving higher mental fitness physical fitness taking the time to check in and see what are my key performance indicators what are the things that are showing me indicating to me that I'm doing a great job mm-hmm. and that I'm enjoying it sorry and enjoyment is that yeah are you grinding it out and suffering through and really working it to a point where you're like ah, I can't take this anymore mm-hmm. that's a sign that maybe you might be pushing beyond your capacity and really pushing beyond the 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 woo way of going you effortless yeah. effort no you're putting too much effort yeah so how do we rebalance that and recheck ourselves so enjoyment great key performance yeah. indicator that you are on a beautiful pace towards a yeah. higher level of mental and physical fitness yeah the other one that i do is i also like to read yes like you said education and that's really what that's about but sometimes the reading doesn't have to be educational right. it could be escapism mm-hmm. um cuz i think sometimes you have to get out of your head mm-hmm. to get back in your head mm-hmm. right like you have to just get out of it so that you can have some perspective on where yes. you are and then you can go oh man i'm reading this crazy book about this guy who whatever and then okay back into my life oh my life's compared to that very different mm-hmm. and it gives you perspective and i think that can be very helpful as well yeah Anyway, just we want to throw those couple nuggets at you guys cuz we thought they were valuable this conversation. Totally. I'm sweating, bro. It's real hot in here. Julian's been good. farting a lot, so it's really it gross. Delicious. It's it smells like noodles. <laughs> noodles mixed with bonfire might be a great combo. <laughs> Some ramen on bonfire fresh off of that. Oh wow. Uh what's it called like a Swedish block? Have you seen that? No. There's like I think it could be called Swedish cut. Maybe not Swedish, mm-hmm. Norwegian, I don't know, but you take a um like a brick no like a tree trunk oh okay and then you cut it on the top you axe chop it and you create this plus sign okay and then you cut it deep enough so that you start to light it from the inside oh out. cool yeah so you light it with all the little um um kindling Tinder and all that stuff yeah. in the middle and then you light it up and then you just leave it it lights up from the inside out and then you put your pot on top Woo! you cook it cook up some ramen from there sick yeah. we should do that that'd be sick yeah. all right listeners thanks a lot guys i'm dustin
Julian. Thanks for listening. Peace.